that's a home for you yeah home is where you can walk around in pajamas without feeling unsafe or judged or viewed or vilified home is mostly felt when shared with people you love and people you trust and you feel supported by because that's what makes you feel safe and when you safe among people among a place and then you're home for sure there's a feeling of safety that i think it's it needs to be the foundation what makes a home i mean it is definitely about people of course i guess for me a home it's a place where i can feel um feel safe to be myself at my best and at my worst to me home is a synonym to community Welcome home. I am Morgan Oleron and you're listening to season 3 of The Humans Inside the Pods, a podcast exploring the power of community one conversation at a time. On here we talk about challenges and growth with the people who choose to live with others and share the place they call home. If you're interested in the topic, you might like my book. It's called Have Your Cake and Share It Too, and it's a personal story about the world I grew up in, a world I stepped into, and a world I dream of. or the impact community living had on me. But back to the episode. We had a great time recording it. We sure hope you enjoy it. If you do, never hesitate to let us know through a review, a share, or a message. It takes a second, but it means a lot. I'm here today with uh, Pierre-Alexandre and Emily, and I'm so excited to finally get to do this. I've just spent four amazing days uh, in their house, in their home, which is a very special place. And uh, I'm not going to say more, but I'll let you guys introduce yourself the way you want to and maybe tell a bit about where we are and mm. what brought you here. Mm. Hi, I'm Emily. Yes, these four days has been an amazing journey where we hosted our first retreat of La Matrice, which is a multiversity campus existing in an already existing eco-village um, in Belgium. And the retreat was about uh, the concept, the hope station, where we want to radiate hope and inspiration of what uh, existing today, what are the actions of today that can inspire others and encourage and give courage as well to make changes in their lives uh, that brings the planet in the end to a better state. Mm. An introduction of where we <laughs> are. <laughs> um, yeah. Hi, uh, Morgan and Emily. So I'm Pierre-Alexandre and, and we've been here at the farm of L'Arbre qui pousse, which is an eco-village nearby Brussels. that we have launched now for, for three years, um, buying a farm, six hectares, um, with, a, with a very dense puzzle of initiatives. Uh, we have 30 people living here on spot. There is a retreat center, market gardeners, a co-working restaurant, uh, bike repair, bakery and school, just to give a few. And um, yeah, it's boiling. We had this first hope station and... Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I can I can jump on the introduction and my story on that and why I went there. But um, I feel we have been have been always animated by um, by the violence in society and on the ecosystems. We know now that uh, humankind and um, and and the 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 bred animals around is like ninety nine percent of the, the the volume of, of all stocks like. The, the, the wildlife has taken a very insignificant proportion, uh, sadly, over the, the last decades and, and since we entered the Anthropocene. And, um, and I was very moved by this violence. And so I, uh, as a, uh, after, after a, a research in, in neuroscience, I, I started to, to, to try to, to, to trigger initiatives that would switch from competition and go to collaborative models to to help citizens and, and towns and NGOs and, and and companies to actually work all together. And I think the, the, the attempt there to bring all these citizens and humans together to, to, to be conscious and to act accordingly uh, was, was a, a need for a community to be surrounded with with other beings that I would acknowledge and um, that and, and I would be acknowledged at the same time. So it's a it's a it's a reciprocity that uh, that's at the core here, and and understanding in the cities that it didn't work that inertia was so big, I just jumped off. I sold my apartment. I left all my projects and I, I started to to do this eco-village tour in Europe, understanding how these models, very local communities, eco-communities could be launched. And, um, and here we are, like a few years after um, I joined the project, La Roquipus, uh, before the real estate was bought. And, and funny enough, it's, uh, it's like 10 kilometers away from where I grew up. So yeah, I guess it meets the alchemist of, of Coelho somehow getting back to 2.8. Um, but yes, yeah, so we, we are here and, and uh, maybe maybe you want to say a few more words about you um, and, and your sense of yeah community or why you're here and what drives mm. you in La Matrice. Yeah, I think the last two years of my previous career uh, shaped me a lot. And I reached to a point where I exhausted myself in trying to solve problems of the existing systems that are so broken, let's say. And and I, at that time, I worked as a product manager looking at sustainability data around supply chains and really <laughs> trying to help big organizations to make more sustainable actions. Uh, which, in my own opinion, was not so effectful. So I started to look elsewhere. Where can I be in the world to prevent the this current situation that we are in instead of working on problems that it caused? So I, I jumped off. I, I quit my job. I had no clue on what to do, but I just knew that that was the right way of going and through that path I, I I fell in love with someone that also searched for the same thing mm-hmm. and uh, I we I arrived here we arrived here and 
yeah, she shifted from the city to to the countryside. Uh, shifted from a one-person apartment to a community. Um, I shifted culture uh, and all of what that brings. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because we we basically went from Paris, Brussels to to more remote rural areas, um, craving for community. Whereas in cities where wealth is abundant, but all the units, all the atomized citizens have a hard time finding spaces where to meet. And I think that's the, that's the, that's one aspect of the crisis we're going, the crisis we're, crisis we're going through now is this um, lack of belonging, um, lack of connection with the whole, with connecting with nature, connecting with the rhythms of, late, of nature, outside of light pollution, disconnected within our brains and nature tells us that um, the body is at least as important as information processing reconnecting to yeah to the plants the soil the animals the other humans with a slower rhythm makes more sense i guess and um and i feel as soon as as we do that we we acknowledge other beings more we acknowledge ourselves there is um, maybe more time for, yeah, time is very different in these different landscapes and uh, it allows people to, humans to, to dive inside, to understand the, 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 the pains and the conditioning and, um, yeah, to, and, and to become in togetherness a better, a better human, understanding its drives, its desires, its fears as well. And um, and yeah, that that was also um, I'm sorry I'm a bit scattered, but that, that that's also what we tried to live during this hope station for for a few days with with a few people. We were not many, but we went quite uh, quite deep in connection, uh, under understanding each each other's stories, um, each each other's challenges, each other's projects, um, amazing projects by the way, and. Um, and and we we the, the intention of the hope station since we are um, very social animals uh, as humans we we learn by observing we learn by understanding and mimicking and if we don't in these times uh, where everything seems challenging huh? the economy war viruses um, um, climate change uh, everything seems very very challenging and almost impossible to tackle. We feel as the year pass, the more more and more powerless. And together in these hope stations, we offered uh, ourselves. It's it's a gift to ourselves, to the us, to um, change the pace and write hopeful stories, hopeful narratives of things that have been blessings or that might be more harmonious uh, towards ourselves or towards uh, the biosphere in general. And it goes from a understanding a situation that we've lived as an activist to imagine um, connections um, with plants in the near future to deep dive into the impact of art and science on our sensors to approach reality it, it can be various ways it can be theater it can be a poem i mean i'm digressing here but i feel together 
we can spread uh, seeds of, with many stories that are inspiring and, and bring hopeful futures in the picture finally mm. no that's great i uh, i'm listening intently so i'm not even thinking what should i ask next so, <laughs> so that's good <laughs> uh, but i think there's a few things here that I resonate obviously a lot with, and you said we feel uh, powerless, this feeling of being powerless, uh, facing all the changes happening. And I feel like we've been talking a lot over the past four days of the duality, the city, the countryside. And yeah. I feel like there's this, when you're in the city and you're kind of like stuck in this like hamster wheel of like work and consumption and and I mean, I'm, I say that being part of it myself, obviously. And there's definitely this sense of um, I see everything that's going wrong, and I can sense that it's uh, it's also hurting me. But I feel completely powerless, and I feel alone, and I feel trapped. And and I'm very, but it, but I am in my comfort, right? I'm very comfortable. And so it's really, really hard to get yourself out of that comfort and to enter a place of discomfort. But that is, I mean, I'm taking the example now here of the Echo Village where it's its harder because it's its the unknown, it's scarier, you, uh, it's harder work, physical work. Uh, you have to do things that you're not used to do, but you also, um, I mean, in my understanding, and encouraged to uh, ask for help around uh, and find a different type of comfort. So it's not a material maybe comfort, but it's a comfort found in in others that are here and are going through the same journey and 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 help you do that hard work. Whereas in the city, I have my material comforts, but I don't have the emotional comfort of the mm. others around. Um, I'm not sure what my point is, but it's just something I, I'm sensing a lot. So I really feel like that. I feel like I have everything I need or everything I want, but I don't have everything I need. And I need that community feeling. And I, when I'm here, I feel that because what you guys have organized now the past four days is a group of people who challenge each other, uh, but in a, such a like a supportive way. It's positive yeah. uh, peer pressure that I really, really miss in my life. And um, so yeah, so how to, I think for me, a question is how to encourage more people to dare to take that jump as well, right? Mm. You yeah. both, I think you both used that word, you felt frustrated and you jumped off. Yeah. As if you were jumping off a, a running train really fast yeah. and you jumped off and, you know, yeah. slowing down. How do you encourage more people to? <laughs> I think a question I, I get often is like, what are you missing or what is the things that, uh, because it's hard to envision what another person is living at the moment, but so by asking, okay, what what's your, what is it that you still miss about the city, or or in what way did you get challenged by by changing so drastically uh, your 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 life? And if I take it down to like an everyday basis, uh, very in the small things observation. Uh, it, it boils down to to habits, and and I had this reflection about the habitat and habits and and how interlinked those are, and when you change habitat, it goes without 
saying or it's in the same word, you will need to change um, your habits. And that's never, never easy. It, it's, it's all from where do I create my small rituals of how I reconnect to myself. Um, me personally, I love to stroll the streets and go to my coffee shop uh, and observe others. How do I do that now when I'm in a community where I don't have the novelty of new um, new flows of, of others? How do I stay and feel connected to um, yeah to the smaller amount of group of people that I that I live with uh, so close and have projects with and yeah um, which sounds uh, amazing and it is but it also comes with I have projects with them and I. I live an everyday basis with them, so it's also confronting uh, as in any family. Um, yeah, so it's more on how to deal with that change of habit and finding new habits and way of living your uh, everyday life in the small, small senses, like which path to take, which walk to do, um, where new ways of entertainment, because we want entertainment sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, new ways of, of daring to connect with others because we are also not used to that. We, mm. we, we don't take those uh, long walks with the same neighbor and really go deep. Um, and here there's an opportunity to do so. And yeah, it, it's, it's scary, but it brings so much. And through the process, it brings a lot, which which makes you stay and wanting to be there. But I think what I want to emphasize is that it's, it's also hard. It's not, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> the grass is not greener or the problems that you're facing, maybe will not all of them disappear. They will just transform into something else. Um, and then my reflection is like, okay, I, have, I have still have problems because we will always have problems or challenges. Um, but am I more comfortable with these ones than, than the other ones mm. that I had? And that is something that comes back in the landing that, yes, I, I'd rather have these ones than the other ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I resonate a lot with what you're saying. Um, um, I, I think the... Um, the the eco-village um, factor is, is something because people gather um, in community settings for a reason. There is, there, is a, there is a reason why people are gathered. And that reason may, may, may be sometimes explicit, but the subjectivity, subjective reception of this reason is, is, can be very wide. Uh, it can be very broad. And... Uh, uh, almost opposed sometimes in, in the subjectivity. So I think the the the, the main uh, the main key in in terms of belonging and community is to is to align is to understand uh, to mutually understand in the group why people are there. Uh, is there a vision that they follow? Uh, is, is is it a is it just a, a purpose of flowing together? Is it to build something? And uh, and fate is a beautiful, is an amazing uh, vector there. Um, 
developing an eco-village as well, regenerate the earth, blah, blah, blah. And, and the, the thing is that building an eco-village with, with these hopes in opposition to a system that is explo exploitative or, uh, or damaging, is, it's, very, it's very new. We have no clue on how we need to gather and how we need to act. So it's a permanent work of um, understanding understanding the membrane okay i'm in the membrane i am a member of that community i feel belonging because and and to analyze the because uh, in between the individuals because um, it's not only the destination but then it's like the, it comes with all the modalities i'm ready to go on that journey with the, with the others and um, the main factors for me of qualitative community uh, because I've built several communities, I, I, I joined several communities with, which were very local at, a, an, at an urban level or very global uh, in, with, with multiple countries. The, the key for me is um, the openness and the vulnerability, the, op the, the ability to uh, drop uh, roles and masks and open oneself to, to the other. So we we jumped off, but I would like to see we jumped in. Uh, mm -hmm. it, there is a notion, there is a notion of authenticity that is a quest there. If this is not pursued, then this is not a community. It might be a project or a business, but not a community. And um, yeah, the, the, this, it's it's a permanent work in here in in in, in the place where we live. Um, we, I personally have lived for 15 years uh, in Brussels. In Brussels, when um, you don't feel something or there is friction, then you can just go elsewhere and meet new people and go to other exhibitions or stay in your bed, whatever. Here, um, when there is friction with an individual and it comes, of course, it's humans together, um, you need to cope with it, to go inside, to understand what you have done in the process. And we have these restorative circles where emotions and tensions are dropped. Um, we use art and bodies to, to shake them and to process them, integrate them together. It's a work. In two months, that person will be in front of me in, in, in six months as well. So I am forced to, um, to um, embody and to embody harmony or to at least uh, yeah, go inside. Mm -hmm. um, it's a big part of it. Yeah, I think I think what we often forget is that when you're talking about yeah, we are humans, and of course there's friction, and we will always uh, that would always be when humans are interacting. But uh, in a city, we are complaining about feeling disconnected from others, and that we don't share anything, and we romanticize the view, and it is we romanticize the view of sharing, and it is beautiful. But with sharing, it also comes with the um, with the foundation that is constantly um, taken care of, which is uh, conflict resolution or listening, deep listening, understanding, and going through this phase of, of um, empathy. Like something comes up, it doesn't mean that it's the most important thing and everything needs to change. It's just a person's emotion that we will ride through and we will then also get closer to other humans lives and challenges and then we come in in their lives and they come in in our lives and there builds the glue of the community 
um, which is not always comfortable, but the discomfort is also creating or, or fueling or making the beauty happen. Mm. And those are very much interlinked. Absolutely. I think, like you when you're saying, we, we romanticize the idea of sharing. I, yeah, I completely relate to that. And I think, and we've talked a lot about that, is we are not taught properly how to connect with others. I mean, as kids, of course, we are told that you have to share your, your toys at school, blah, blah, blah. You can't like hit someone, but that's yeah. pretty much it, right? You have to say thank you and please. But we, we aren't taught how to even express our own like feelings or boundaries. So, of course, we're not taught to receive it from others. And um, now I lost my trail of thought. But yeah, it's like how to, you know, yeah, to come to a place like this and we have to relearn everything. And I think it ties really nice with what you're also trying to do, not just living in the Echo Village, but also building those projects of La Matrice, of uh, the, the, the courses and, and bringing people here uh, from outside uh, the Echo Village to learn about a lot of things mm. and probably including how to relate to others and how to be in community. And mm. I think that's such a wonderful um, thing to gift the world as well because Oh, as always, when you create a community, there's this risk of like the bubble effect where you're so you're satisfied with what you have yeah. and you don't need more. And then it's sad because it loses the connection with the outside and the outside with the inside. And uh, having this space like La Matrice that can really welcome, uh, there's no inside or outside anymore. It's just this constant exchange. Uh, yeah, I think it's so important. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an open membrane. We we have a very local life here, but um, the events and the experiences we want to to set up are are really meant to welcome people, practitioners, um, to live a, a moment outside of their own bubbles, and um, and and the content is. Um, no more important than the method and how they are hosted and welcomed here. Um, we want them to feel that what they eat is produced 50 meters away from them. We want them to meet um, the bakers. We, we want them to um, introduce their stay with a, an opening ceremony and live rituals around fires. We, we yeah, it's part of a reconnection to because you say the we don't we never learn how to connect to others, but first and foremost, we never learn how to connect to ourselves. Mm. We are taught skills and attitudes, mm. uh, which make a, a bunch of crap conventions that we need to take away one after the other. Mm. And um, and yeah, so it may sound a bit cultish in like okay, let's. Um, Let's elevate spiritually and, and uncondition ourselves to <laughs> reconnect. It, it sounds a bit like that, but I think we, we are losing a big part of our humanity um, if we don't connect to who we truly are and to others around. Because we, we are separating ourselves. I mean, that's, that's a 
long-held speech, but, uh, mm. but how can we create... The, the point of La Matrice here is to create a space where indeed we can learn about um, uh, organic farming and, uh, and low-tech and uh, deep democracy and blockchain and and other other topics that are gonna that are making our present but it's also also about um, um reconnecting to ourselves and i'm not sure that we need we need teachers for that we need mm. we need embodied peers yeah more like facility or people who just hold space for us and just guides more than once again we don't want people telling us what to do or think no we need to Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and creating mm -hmm. this dynamic where um, people from the outside or like any citizen would come and, and, and feel, okay, they know and I don't know. I think that's also a dynamic that we, we intentionally want to avoid because that's part of very much the old system. And then here it's like we are peers. Whoever shows up it has the capacity as well. And through the experience or through what we're living and how we're doing it, that, that they feel the courage to, oh, yeah, next time I can come and I can share what I have. And, and there is a, suddenly an exchange that's been lost mm. for a long time. Mm. And, and that's what you're saying, Morgan, like it's what creating space for that to happen. Yeah, and, and that's something we observe very often. Like we, we see... And I, I've been that myself, uh, people from cities, and I, I, I don't want to be dualistic here, but I, I've, I've been petrified, like, okay, I, I feel cold by the, the soil, by agriculture, by getting back on, on the land. Um, but I only have my brain concepts and, and my digital skills. How do I start? How do I reach out? But, and indeed, here you have people who are super specialized into the living, into grafting trees, into using sordo for making breads, and, and who know... Uh, crazy things about systems design, but somehow everyone has, uh, yeah, everyone has talent and, and, and there is no, it, these, these spaces also build humility, I feel, yeah. and we, we don't know it all. It's a collection. We come, we can come as a whole and, and learn. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's also the creation of community, like, uh, everyone brings something mm -hmm. and, the the humbleness creating um, that to really come out and to really for people to really dare and we have people that here that are uh, running a bakery but they're also teachers on the side and I think there's so many of us that can can recognize that that oh I'm I'm I love to write and then I'm also working with this and then this is a space of of sharing those. Um, different small projects that can become larger with the power of, of uh, support mm -hmm. uh, and, and yeah that's very much what community is for me the, the safe uh, circle of people that also encourage you and they're there so I am back with Emily and Pierre-Alex uh, and now we are actually sadly not face to face anymore we're on zoom because I'm back in London and they are, uh, well, where they live at La Matrice. Um, so yeah, we, we dived into a lot of things uh, when we were together in Belgium and we felt like 
there was some unfinished business. So we are doing the second uh, episode or second part of the, the podcast. And um, I think we're just going to dive right back in. And maybe we can talk a little bit about um, maybe explaining a little bit what all the projects are because there is Labo qui pousse, there is La Matrice, there is the Hope Station. And maybe we start there and then we can go into more details about yeah, anything we feel like sharing today. So yeah, it's 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 indeed a galaxy of, of projects and it's it's not always easy to keep track of what is and to explain that, but um, basically, there is a there is a cooperative company originally, which um, the name is Inseed, and um, <clears throat> that company, that corp, that, that cooperative has uh, launched a foundation that has bought the the real estate of the farm. And this foundation is named Ecotone, which, by the way, etymologists etymologists speaking uh, means uh, the interface between different ecosystems, which is where diversity arises. So a coastline or the, the border of a forest is, uh, is exactly where there is a maximum interactions and, and biodiversity. So there is the Fondation Ecotone, and then there is a nonprofit uh, organization named L'Arbre qui pousse. And L'Arbre qui pousse is the soul of the farm, of this whole project. That's the, it's in L'Arbre that the, there is these six pillars with, uh, with, um, with arts and crafts, with um, uh, land production, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, beehive, um, the, the co-living, uh, the transmission center slash campus. And I always forget, forget uh, the last one. Um, ah, yeah, uh, Auberge Citoyenne, so citizen, citizen restaurants and events. Um, and and that's, the, that's what binds us all. Uh, we have uh, 40, 50 project holders. So the market gardener is attached to the nonprofit of L'Arbre qui pousse. The school is attached to um, the, the nonprofit organization. And um, amongst these different projects, there is La Matrice which is the campus and the, the retreat center uh, where experiences can be lived with uh, residential facilities and so on. Um, and when you say the, the school is attached to the nonprofit, how, how do you mean? Uh, so it's a, it's a separate venture, um, but <clears throat> we are all connected from a human perspective to that nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. So we don't um, share uh, venture risks, but we, we, we mutualize um, monthly fees, uh, which allows us to have um, uh, shared facilities. Uh, and it can be a shared uh, trailer or uh, some, um, yeah, some, some land access or some tools, library, and so on. Yeah. So the, the the, the financial viability of the school is very independent from the financial viability of La Matrice, which makes the whole puzzle quite resilient. We have had a few projects who have dropped since we launched and, and the super organism still goes on. So it's a, yeah, it's a kind of an interesting mesh of individuals and projects. Um, yeah, and so if to, to go on, on your question, Morgan. 
within la matrice there is the multiversity the experience stays and so on and what we call the hope station and the hope station is um, kind of events that we organize or setups that we that we uh, organize and which aims at amplifying um, hopeful imaginaries and um, and um, constructive narratives about the present and the future um, yeah Awesome. Um, great. And since, I mean, this podcast is kind of like talking mostly about community leaving, um, I would also love to hear about, because within all of these projects, there is also the day-to-day -day life uh, of, of a group of people living together uh, next to each other. And uh, I think that's also a very interesting aspect, like how how does that work, <laughs> basically? It is uh, an interesting mix because we are, they are talking about all the projects that are here on the space, on the land that are interacting with the nonprofits. So if we look at that from a very uh, structural point, there's a lot of support, there's a lot of things going on, you can imagine. But then on top of that, there is also the community which are permanent residents that live here. And since these projects are on their home base, there needs to be a lot of respect and they also need to be involved in many of the decisions or understanding at least like what is happening, what is the strategy for this project, uh, how is it going to impact the way of, of living, if even, and also the people that live here, they bring a lot of things to the land, they do their own a vegetable garden, they building things that can also be a benefit for for different projects or like lately with they build the sauna or we build the sauna and then this sauna is being used by by Lamatis if Lamatis has a stay. So so there is interactions happening, but there is also the the very human aspect of living in a community, which is this this is a home base for for 25 people. And um, the projects or the companies that are on the site uh, need to, to feel that and understand that and, and show that respect. So in, in my view, I think some of the, the project pays, like it's get impacted by the fact that there's people living here. And there's an extra variable, which can be quite complicated to take in consideration. A bit more down to earth or, or practically, um, inhabitants are meeting every two weeks. Um, and within inhabitants, we have working groups. Um, it's pretty organic. People raise an idea, they gather with at least three people, they talk about it, they bring suggestions and propositions uh, in the plenary sessions, plenary meetings. And, um, and then at the, at the project level, we have uh, what we call synergies. And synergies are working groups which tackle all the different operational aspects that um, have been needed for the two, three first years of, um, of implementation. And so uh, in these 13 working groups, uh, more or less 80 people are involved on a weekly basis. Uh, members of the nonprofits uh, contribute half a day a week in these uh, so-called synergies. 
which go from uh, welcoming volunteers to uh, outdoor man maintenance to accounting to comms and so on and um, to dealing with the producer market and so on and this has been a real challenge because um, it's it's not um, the original DNA of the project has been launched with three four people taking all decisions for two years and slowly and progressively we knew we had a meeting um, end of 2021 everyone was aware of that that the governance would be reshuffled that the power would be redistributed and so it's been seven months now eight months that we're trying this decentralized governance there is many weaknesses and fragilities uh, we see that with the lack of responsibility with um, with mimetism, people just uh, slowly drop off. The holidays are, are are bringing people elsewhere. The the synergies are a bit weak because it's like three, four, five, sometimes six people in the synergies. As soon as two or three drop off, it becomes a uh, it becomes a bit uh, ethereal. And and so the big work now um, <clears throat> this fall, we have a general assembly in fifteen days. With with the whole ecosystem will be to reshuffle or to reshape that governance with um, like reclustering these synergies, uh, which were 13 into three main ones, the human aspects, the um, um, radiation communication aspects, and the other one is context and environment. And so the, the actual synergies will merge into bigger ones. So we, there will be more people. People will be able to see different dynamics with and meeting more more people. So so we hope the motivation level will 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 burst again. I mean, burst in a in a good in a good sense. Will will, will rise again. For, for me, it's also if you take a eagle perspective of it, it's that there was a core team that built the foundation of the project, and then you had producers or, or project holders inhabitants and then the core team that worked and then they were all working together and then through the this decentralization of course many inhabitants became um, or started to have roles in the decentralized um, governance which is also the first time where the community and the producers or the project holders actually meet on a uh, on a working level uh, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a huge learning. Like we've been doing this for eight months now, and first there is a lot of engagement as any project, and then you start to understand really what it is that it implies, and the the, the structure that you made. What is the flaws? What are the good things? What are the bad things? So I think that's that's also what you're talking about. Like to now we're coming on uh, eight months, nine months later, and we are reconstructing it a bit to to fit more of what's actually happening here and and that's the red thread of this project it's alive it's organic and it changes based on the learnings that happen so nothing has been fully engineered we have launched ourselves bought the farm triggered the community reshaped the governance and 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 slowly we learn together so the the Sometimes the lack of motivation or low energy in these uh, in these community processes is is also I mean it's, it feels very normal to observe because it's okay it's another mutation and so we go from one mutation to another yeah it's a very alive process I'm not sure we will reach um, 
full serene stability uh, over the years. That doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, of course, on a much smaller scale, even though a bit more people living, but I mean, I think at K9, it's the same, right? It's been running for six years and it's it's cycles. It's just uh, almost like seasonality. You have new people moving in. They bring a lot of energy. There's a lot of engagement. And then time, you know, people get comfortable and people get tired and it's slow for a while. And then someone wakes up and is like, hey guys, we haven't met in like three weeks. What's going on? And then there's a new kind of like, you know, cycle of energy. Uh, so I think, actually, I think it, yeah, it will never end because it's, it's like you say, it's alive and, and yeah. it's, it's normal and it adapts to, to the people there. And I think that at least at Kenai, there was also something that was very difficult to navigate was this feeling of it's a home, but you need to work, right? And you need to put some work for it. And we're not used to that. Uh, and people felt very strongly about not having to feel like I'm going home from work and I have to work, like I have to go to a meeting, I have to, uh, so yeah, that's also something that was difficult to, to navigate is like to, to, for everyone to understand that it was work for the purpose of the community living in, and being healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we have this ratio of uh, approximately that, that can vary uh, of half a day a week. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's way less. Um, but there, there is also there is always time that you invest in, and then uh, your energy level according to that time is not always correlating, and then you yeah. Um, fear of judgment of what other thing if I don't invest myself in this because mm. this is my 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 home my priority my my community that I care for uh, it's this humans balancing that uh, that's always there and can be very challenging as well and I think what what we are the extension of that and it's a, it's a slightly connected but different issue is that we have designed the ecosystem the ecosystem in a certain way, like with a certain vision, with project holders, inhabitants. Um, and, and the thing is that we, we the, the system has been designed, the tools have been implemented. So we, we are connected through Slack and we have the markets, uh, producer market every, every Friday. And some of us are eating lunch together and we have one dinner a month. And actually we all six hectares is big and people are doing shitloads of activities. And the thing is that we, in order to become uh, a super organism and be conscious together, we need to meet. And, and it's not only through working on synergies, it's also about sharing tensions and sharing time together to understand the frustration of one another. Because this, this culture, this, um, yeah, making, keeping this super organism alive, uh, it takes a lot of effort and everyone needs to want it and to keep their antennas sharp and, and to be really, yeah, um, uh, conscious and aware of what is happening next door. And the farm model here is quite resilient because it's, it's a rental model. 
rental model, people have their own units. So if they don't want to meet, they can avoid meet, uh, meeting one another. So, so what we have still um, as a challenge for me is to create very uh, periodic membranes where we can meet uh, around experiences, um, celebrating solstices and, and, and sharing tensions. But, but this needs to happen um, on a regular basis and it's not uh, done enough. And um, especially, so some inhabitants hang out together but I rarely spend a lot of time with the market gardener. I rarely spend a lot of time with someone who is renting the co-working. I'm rarely spending time with people who rent out La Matrice or the co-working for a day of team building. You know, it's so how can the space embody the reconnections that, or the décloisonnement as we say in French, like getting barriers down to make sure different profiles can, can meet. That's, a, that's an original mission of the project, which is not uh, succeeded yet. We are, we are, we're just out of, okay, we landed here. Uh, spaces are refurbished and we are a bunch of cool, cool people uh, that have nice projects and, and, and have a very um, sometimes deep relationship to the living or, yeah. So, but, but how do we meet? That, that remains the question. Yeah. I would frame it in a slightly kinder way, but it's it's also the I can forgive the process because it also takes a lot of time to to build a structure with uh, with eighty people that are having so many different profiles: living, not living, working, not working, volunteering, uh, just coming here and there, um, building a school, like. It's 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 a it's, it's a huge diversity in that sense, and so there needs to be a focus maybe in the beginning of a building such project to really have um, the core foundation and the and the container of okay here here is how we are building things and this is how we are thinking that it might work, and and now in in my in my view we are living there many things are in function and they are working well. And of course, there are things that need to be changed all the time. But then the, the next big chapter of this project is to really, okay, how do we treat this community with, with love, with care, with connection? And what is the level of connection that we want to have amongst each other? And, and like a very, very fresh experience is this, this last weeks where, where I think I can say for both of us, but it has been a challenge of, okay, yes, that's Pierre's talking about, how, how do we meet and, and resolve tensions and how do we get exposed to also the tricky parts when it comes to uh, project holders that maybe sometimes live uh, on the same land uh, and are inhabitants, project holders and friends. Uh, and how much time do we allow uh, us to, to really sit and listen and and create this, you know, when you meet the friction and, and you, you start to have empathy for each other and then you really embody, okay, this is what you might feel from your perspective. Because it can be very easy in this structure since we have several units and we are not sharing kitchen tools together, uh, some of us at least, that, that you can avoid uh, meeting these tensions. And, and we all know that then they grow or they're like, it's mm -hmm. another, yeah, it's another feeling and maybe you would start to 
sense that oh is this home when when i when when i don't dare to meet these frictions and where are the spaces and how to build those spaces yeah there's a it's a very yeah. fresh, like, no, that's very kind of challenge. It's interesting because I always say that I, the biggest challenge for me here is that in, uh, we, we talked about it um, in the first part of the episode, but how, like, living in a city, you can always escape and, and go further to meet new people mm. and, and be more curious. And here we land here, uh, we know, like, the main, the biggest challenge is okay, in two months, this same person will still be there. So you better, uh, we better fix these tensions. Mm. But then we land in a kind of a convenient puzzle where escapism is still possible or, or so far so good, although it can, as you say, the tensions can increase. Mm. But it's as if we were uh, wanting to treat and process and resolve all possible tension. But I think it's very, very important as a superorganism. Because if, you, if, if this is implicit and not talked about, um, then it gives a huge fertile ground for rumors and lobbies and micro tribes inside the tribe. And eventually, um, yeah, it's not, always the the best elements or that that remain like it's it's it can become quite nasty and and end up in in uh, in small groups um lobbying and yeah so it, it can become quite nasty <laughs> absolutely yeah that's i think yeah like you said we we, we touched upon it on the first part but i think it was emily who was saying that um people tend to romanticize the the idea of sharing uh, and living together. And um, I think it's also a lot on like, what, why have people joined in the first place? Like what were the expectations and um, the hopes <laughs> uh, at the beginning? And, and yeah, are, are people kind of revisiting those, those expectations now months later or a year or two later? And but yeah. the, the thing is that indeed they joined for a certain reason because a vision was displayed and um, and initially motivation is high and there is okay there is there is this project let's build it and and then slowly over time you set up processes because you cannot control or arrange uh, 80 people it needs to be organic and alive and so the processes are there to secure that people that jump in the membrane are meeting the vision. But this is also very subtle and fragile and it evolves. And then people mimic, like if some inhabitants today don't uh, on average spend half a day a week, it's probably not because um, they don't want it or because the, the vision uh, has, of the projects as such has changed, it's because as a super organism, kind of a laziness entered and people mimic one another and, and people mimic and they, why would I do? And, and this is the drawback of a model which is based on rentals where there is turnover and the responsibility, the taking responsibility for the whole 
remains quite low. That's a real challenge of the project here. Uh, people can leave from one day to another, and there is no, the, yeah, they, they, there is the, the responsibility of the success of the project still remains on the shoulders of a few. And, um, or, yeah, and the few that slowly have understood that actually it's a commons and, and this project can be dealt by a local tribe. Uh, yeah. I think it's also, if we go back to, to the question, like the, the vision of, of joining, there is a vision for the project, which is like a shared vision that's been built. But then each and every member or person that comes on the, on the space, on the land here, they have also their own aspirations, their own visions for what they would love to do there or who they are as beings, like identity vision, like meeting and, and mingling. And, and you're human, so you're changing by your environment, you're changing by time, you're also changing based on workload or um, things in, in your everyday life. So the, I, I like that we land on the vision because it's also, you set the vision, but then it's not breeding by itself. It's, it's really something mm. that needs to be touched and, and you, you're, you're massaging your dough to, to keep it alive. If you stop doing that, of course, this feeling of dissolvement or, or scatteredness or not belonging or, or nurturing the community um, would, would feel that. So perhaps we can call it laziness or there are many factors of, of the, the reasons of why. Uh, maybe if people had ownership in the building, they would feel different, but I'm also thinking that we would have other issues so it's it's more about how do you really nurture the vision that people can live it feel it breathe it and and i normally land on this like beehive uh, analogy or, or or metaphor that bees are every every bee is like telling one another what to do and if, if a bee do something wrong or or not applying to the the, the hives rules the bees are gonna tell this bee that the, hey you're, you're not following and and that culture uh it's interesting how do you create that culture within a community uh in a like in a really strong way that you feel that you're both an, um, entitled to do so and you have the right to do so and you would love to do that because you know that it's framing the harmony and the and the uh, and the good life of the community so yeah i guess that is like a big challenge of, of now how do we how do we build that among so many different mm -hmm. diverse profiles and yeah. yeah yeah accountability is is a tough one right it's uh, i mean we were just talking about that with some colleagues actually yesterday around like always reminding people ask yourself what you can do for the community and not what the community can do for you you know it's uh, but it's hard it's hard of course to to, to kind of like remind ourselves that of that but also one thing that often comes to my mind is like uh and i keep referring to canine because that's my experience but like how to make sure that because one thing that i have noticed is people kind of like slowing down or not putting as much effort anymore uh just because they felt um unnoticed they felt like their actions their small actions were not noticed or not celebrated not acknowledged um and 
yeah, the important, and we, of course, we're busy, we have goals, we have big vision, and so we forget to notice those little things, but I think those, those tiny things are so important, right, when, when someone just helps out, out of, you know, just because they they want to, uh, and someone brings you a little gift, or someone, I'm just reminded of your neighbor who brought the <laughs> massive uh, watermelon the, the, when we were there, just those little gestures that, um, of course, people don't do them to receive a, a reward, but just to, to, to remind ourselves to always celebrate that. And also through celebrations of little wins, uh, those celebrations also create those moments where everyone comes together and, and, and you know, well, celebrates, for the lack of a better word. Um, yeah. No, I think it's very important. And the, the larger the community is, and um, I think the easier it is to also miss those very small things. Um, it's like, ah, but this should just work and function in the way, but then you do something where you put, uh, like you, you take eight hours extra and you put a whole soul and you feel a lot for this. And then you're working on your little part inside a huge ecosystem that, yeah, eventually maybe someone will notice or maybe not. And then if you if that happens many times and you start to be like, well, okay, I'm doing all of this and then maybe you're unlucky so you would have frictions back for some reason and then you meet friction, but you gave a lot and then suddenly you're in a, in a vicious loop of, of, yeah, feeling not appreciated. Yeah, that's a tough one because, and it's, I know one thing we did, we used, we created a Slack channel to celebrate each other's, like just, there was just a, a channel dedicated to just giving thanks, basically, like, oh, mm -hmm. this like Arturo brought me medicine when I was sick, thank you so much, whatever. Um, and of course, there is the, the, you don't want to fall on the other side of like uh, vanity things, almost like Instagram, where you hope to, you do something just to get the, you know, the, the grateful uh, little message, but um those little things were really, really powerful, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that inspires others as well when when you see that, oh, okay, they, they, they're they're gifting, they're sharing, they're they're Absolutely. nurturing the love that is here. And you see it and you feel, yeah, you feel good just by yeah. reading that that have happened. You, you don't have to do the same or there is no pressure. There's just like, wow, I saw a nice, a nice thing today. Exactly. And I think it's also, yeah, exactly. A daily reminder of the values of the community. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and I think this is, this is uh, still missing a bit here, like celebration spaces and frustration and friction spaces. Mm. Um, that's, that's what an, a living organism does, right? It's, it's joy and on the other side, uh, sadness and anger. And when I'm sad, my whole, my whole body knows that I'm sad. When I'm joyful, my whole body knows that I'm joyful. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and as M said, I agree, like when we are many, um, we often, uh, and then it depends on the settings and so on, but we often tend to rely and to take the ecosystem for granted. And, and not be contributing to that spread of joy or anger. Like mm. we, we need to become antennas and, and emitters. 
And um, it's something with the individualism and uh, separate housings and urban lifestyle, we, we disconnected a bit from that. Um, like the, 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 this inspiring example of this Kogi tribe in Colombia where they have a special governance and they, they, they gather once a month to solve issues and, and they gather at night and they spend nights talking about their issues. And if the issues are not solved by the night, then they spend the next night together. And so they, they go through that process all together. And we, we, to nowadays we, yeah, we take decisions and, 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 and we have, a, we have a, a barbecue once in a while, but what about having sacred moments to celebrate and share? Yeah, I find it like the, maybe the modern times paradox because it's I, I I wish to have that connection and I, I long for it, I want to build it. And then at the same time, it's frightening and it's scary. Wow, okay, then I have to imagine if we would have such rich people as the, as the people in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it needs me to, it forces me to just reshuffle everything I, I have built up in terms of, okay, this is my individual space. Mm-hmm. This is how close I want to, Uh, let others in and yeah and I think that is the part maybe that I also mentioned at the beginning like we romanticize a lot about living together and have this uh, good close moment where we share uh, food or love or support but then it also comes with other things like you have to do deep changes probably inside of yourself to welcome and and to look yourself in the mirror like okay I have to give sacrifices for this as well. And and I think in the modern times of today, in the individual uh, worldview, we we, we don't make sacrifices. Why why would we do sacrifices? What do I gain from that? It's interesting that you use the word sacrifice as such, like it can be seen as a sacrifice, it can be seen as a virtuous interdependence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and strengthening factor. It's just a matter of perspective of what's the individual interests and the collective interests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but then it needs to be re- reframed, right? And I think we mm-hmm. are more in the, I mean, in society today, it's more the framework of um, the sacrifice. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think everything is reversed, right? It's like we tend to um, share on social media when we want to celebrate, but when we have issues or anger, we keep it in. And then on the opposite side, we only write, or at least a lot of people only write reviews online when they want to complain, but they don't celebrate. Uh, mm. Like if, if I had a bad experience in a restaurant, that's when I'm like, oh, I'm going to give them one star. But if I had a great meal, I'm never going to think of, oh, yeah, I'll give them five. I, I won't even think about reviewing. And so I think we need to reverse all of that. We need to talk about the issue and the anger and the frustration. Mm. And yeah. And that's, that, that's, what the, that's what the communal living teaches us as well. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a mirror. It, it's, yeah. it, it tells us on how ingrained the individualistic society is in us. And now we're living together and we're sharing spaces and we're sharing opportunities and, and we're sharing threats, etc., etc. And how our whole um, yeah, individualistic conventions in us are challenged. It doesn't mean that everything needs to be thrown, no? uh, but, but there is definitely uh, uh, 
how do you say that to take down your guard like mm. having your guard down yeah, sometimes mm. um, and redefining membranes between me and us can actually be very fruitful and very a source of a source of serenity as well and yeah. and, and from an external perspective it would be seen as a loss of freedom as a sacrifice and, and mm. But actually, I think as soon as we dare to talk about the difficult topics, right, as soon as we dare to say, I'm frustrated by this, but I'm willing to talk about it and fix it, that's when we actually get closer with each other, right? Well, going through that process together will only, uh, yeah, enrich the community in a way. And so it's, it's just daring to take that jump uh, and experiencing it for ourselves. Mm, yeah. and that's what uh, i'm sorry i'm sounding a bit uh, a bit pessimistic but, but here uh, and in other uh, communities there is this kind of shyness and there is benevolence and i need to be good and i need to be polite and and um, and sometimes going going explicitly and transparently into frictions and expose things of course in a in, a, in an empathic way but expose them sometimes very roughly can uh, can help in the long term we are not used to that that's also i think we both on that in the in the early topic like we, we we're not taught of, of having those spaces from a, from a young age mm -hmm. we're not we haven't been exposed to to these settings to these environments so yeah it's a it's a challenge i i don't think it's impossible but it's also it comes with a lot of uh, gentleness you have to be gentle you have to be mm -hmm. slow and you have to um yeah allow it to be uh, you have a freedom to join you have a freedom to test yourself because it is emotionally and physically can be very uh, uncomfortable and challenging like you you face things that you are not used to face like you could avoid yeah that. and some people will for some people it'll never work right i think we also need to accept that that some people will never accept to take that step or or some conflicts are just not, you know, some people you just can't get along with. But I think for the majority, it's it's beneficial for sure. Yeah, I don't know about uh, how it would, uh, how, yeah, about skills of people or, um, yeah, endeavors of, of people. I think, yeah, maybe some are more prone to, to that. But, um, but to bounce on what M was saying, like, yes, indeed. Um, it can be very confronting and and we don't dare to to speak to always speak up but not speaking up also brings tension also rises inside us especially in a community where it creates a backstage noise and rumors and and, and tribalism you know yeah so so it's also a mechanism that is healing once practiced and you're right morgan some conflicts and we've lived some here in this ecosystem are uh, not solvable and create huge wounds and generate separation and exclusion mm. like, yes this this happens too not not everything is solvable mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but thanks for sharing that as well it's, it's so important like we're just talking about it we need to, to talk about those things um if we want to go in a bit more like 
hopeful uh, uh, topic. Like, do you? What would be your biggest hope for for first for this place uh, in the coming maybe month or year, and and for yourself as well as part of that community? Mm. hopeful what I wish for this place but I'm really looking forward to this phase that we are entering now the the new the new chapter of of uh, of building yeah the the kind of hidden values of a project like the hidden values of a community now it's not about which account do I send my membership fee to like mm -hmm. now it's about who do I talk to when I feel this? Uh, how do I make sure that the people that live here in various ages are um, having this sense of trust and, and safety? And, and how do we deal with those things when, when um, yeah, when, when friction arises? And I've started to realize that I myself also need to, need to change. Uh, I've, for for a few weeks, I've been like, yeah, okay, if it's, if this tension arises, uh, I can I can I can let go or I can accept it and I can and take that path of of yeah, just letting it happen in front of me and I can deal with my own emotions. Uh, and then we had the discussion like, yeah, but it's also about being there, being there in these spaces where where friction is raised, and you want to raise your friction and you want people to receive it. But if no one is there and is not there to receive you, it doesn't matter. So why would you have built spaces where you come and you, you, you raise something very important where people are not coming because they, they don't have things themselves to, to, to raise, but you have to be there as a listener. And, and that, that dawned on me lately, like, oh, okay. And, yeah, I'm noticing how it's also changing my 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 attitude towards uh, building such spaces, or or it it brings more of a, like an open heart. Like, okay, uh, I don't have to go there and tell my frustration, but it's out of respect. I want to go there and listen to my peers. Uh, so so those things are important, and I think those will happen the coming year. Like. At least it's something that I want to be part of, of building or feeling that it's that it's very needed to to build all the other things. If you talk about love, if you talk about trust, you have to also be there as, as a as a family or as a as a team, as something that you care for. Yeah, um, yeah I hope I hope to see like changes in those spaces, but then also the yeah, the celebration spaces. We have rituals, we are meeting, we're having dinners, but uh, we are many, so maybe they're not always, uh, we're, we're also missing many things. Maybe there can be more support hubs or, or um, um, hubs where you would share uh, and be explicit about things that happening in a good way. Um, yeah, for me, there is many things like, I, I, I resonate a lot with what you said, um, um, but to, to speak from the project perspective, I I wish we could. Um, I feel all the ingredients are there now. Now we can start to cook. Uh, we have the kitchen. The kitchen is there. The ingredients are there, and now we can start to cook. And we have 
uh, land and skills and spaces. We have projects, we have people working with kids, others working with, uh, with, with uh, old ages, some working on uh, transform transformative learning uh, experiences, some are working on, on design classes, some are working with crafts and organic matters, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a boiling nest, it's a boiling beehive with many, many skills and complementarities. And what l'arbre qui pousse can offer to the world uh, as a catalog, as a, as a space, as, a, as an ecosystem, uh, this ecosystem will be able as a whole to start to be at service for the world, uh, which is, which is quite, uh, quite exciting. Um, from on another note of hope, I, I hope we can extend the land by um, appended land here. We have a few hectares around that we could buy to, to bring in more people, to create a nearby forest, to, to do more agroecology. Um, I'm also very hopeful about building not um, um, what, what we could call like um, uh, a space of emergence, but a territory of emergence. Like what is this farm connected to in the towns around? Uh, what spaces can we build? What other interactions can we do with universities, with companies, with neighbors, with uh, NGOs around and schools? Um, and I'm also definitely uh, involved and committed to make other uh, growing tree, L'Arbre qui pousse uh, grow. And so I'm super excited to transfer more knowledge and to meet other people who want to launch such spaces. And, um, and from a very personal perspective, I, I can't wait, and it's already has started, but to bring people from the arts, from, from the world to this place, to, yeah, to reshuffle from the deepest, from the corest of their soul, um, change and touch fibers so that they can uh, have new perspectives on themselves and the world. And um, yeah, this embodying and practicing this openness, I, I'm craving for it. Mm. That's a beautiful invitation. I like it. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, to dive into before we but you my have the questions, one. right? I have my last question, but just in <laughs> case you there's anything that you wish we had touched upon, we can add it there. I'm good. No, I, I feel these discussions are always very fruitful because it gives you the bigger perspective of what you're doing and also, uh, yeah, going a bit reflection of, okay, we are in the contemporary society, which also brings certain challenges and... Uh, it, it's very humbling to have the discussion. <laughs> I think we sometimes we need to have it more. I think it's very inspiring to hear you. I think you give you need to give yourself a lot more credit than you do. I mean, you've accomplished so much in, in such short amount of time. So um, thank you, thank you so much for for that. But then then yeah, I can I can ask my last question that I ask everyone, um, which you can I think maybe answer separately or together as you as you wish but it's uh, what makes a home for you? Mm. <laughs> oh. Should we bring you up? Should we talk about you up? 
Um, oh, I have many different answers to this question. Uh, but I, what pops up in my mind is, is usually smell, the way the home smells. And, and I'm very sensitive to that, but that is a, yeah, it's, it's a something that brings me comfort when it smells in a, in a certain way and it can change, but if the smell is not good and then, yeah, it cannot really be livable. Um, that, that's a, something very core in the, in the way of entering someone's space. Like, okay, well, how, how does their space smell? And you can find so many uh, hidden layers and, and smells. Um, but it's it's also a space where where you rest and you wake up and you can have slow moments and yeah I've I've learned through many ways of living that a home for me is also to be able to to close uh, in a way where I cannot be seen and that uh, yeah that's very important for me as an individual as a being like I sometimes have the need to just be completely unseen mm. and if I cannot do that uh, then I have a hard time to call it home it doesn't mean that I always have to be invisible it's just that there are certain moments where I really need to not be seen mm. yeah I, I, I love your answer it's <laughs> uh, poetic and very practical um, I never thought about that question. Like, I mean, I've heard, uh, I've heard a few axioms around that. But, uh, I think the home concept relates to maybe to creation, to reality. Like this, it, it's, it's, yeah. Like our planet is a home, uh, and this planet lays in the solar system, in the galaxy, and and this whole universe is a home. Like it's, it's a it's a cosmic uterus where these things are created, right? <laughs> you, have, you have a bath of particles, and then things <laughs> exist, and it's fascinating because it's super fractal. In the end. Um, uh, this universe in which the earth exists, where the biosphere uh, has seen some humans uh, pop out and pop up. And, and then here I am for a very short amount of time uh, having a human experience. And, and then I am myself the creator of my own home. Like this home, we create spaces, right? We create communities and we create spaces and, and with this farm. So, so it's a fascinating concept, like uh, we are living in a home and we are creating homes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fractal thing. And so for, and it's interesting that you see home is where um, I feel unseen. For me, it's the, it's the total opposite. Home is where I can be fully seen without feeling judged. And, and, and so indeed, uh, sometimes we hear that home is, is where, where, where you feel serene or... And, um, and I think home connects in me uh, with, um, with, with, with the flow of life, with, uh, with fluidity, like where everything feels very natural, without intellectual tension, without judgment. And, um, and so being in a community or being um, in our little house there with, uh, with, uh, with our little family, 
places where I can be fully myself without being judged. That, that's that's resonates with me. And so and so yeah, eventually it connects back Morgan to this to this uh, new age uh, uh, push of uh, of, uh, of the of reality is uh, is the result of your intentions. But I think inner work creates uh, creates a, a very very safe home mm. at some point. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing answers i actually uh pa your answer made me think of a book that was recommended to me by Johav. so i think we've closed the <laughs> loop here uh, but it's, uh, it's i read it in french it's called philosophie de la maison l'espace domestique et le bonheur mm. and uh it's quite uh, i mean i'm not used to read like philosophy essays so it's quite like heavy to read but it, it has a lot of what you're saying like we are in a, we are on homes and we create homes and it's like very interesting in that sense um, what I love about this question is that everybody kind of like have their own different answer but somehow as they go deeper into it uh, we always go back to feeling safe comfort feeling uh, like you belong uh, so it's, it's kind of like everybody comes from a different angle Uh, be it like galaxy or smells but in the end we all come back to feeling like we're safe and I think it's so interesting because M, M you're saying where I can hide and and Pia you're saying when I'm fully seen but I think you're deep down saying the same thing it's just in a different way so it's it's I love it and and we didn't mention that so much and maybe I can I can digress a bit there but home is is also um, um you know we talked about individuality and collectivism and and it's not only with humans like we share that home with other beings with billions of other beings around which which yeah like all these philosophies and and, and spiritual paths tend to show us that we are all interconnected mm. and science today tells us as well like we everything is interconnected everything it's a whole system Some say that Gaia, the Earth, is is a is a living being. Like, so what is home? And and eventually, if home is where there is a sense of safety, let's remember that a big part of the living today doesn't feel super safe. And and so it yeah it it questions it. Why would we burn our own home? That's a, yeah, that's that's what. That's a deep one. Doesn't yeah. allow us to allow me to sleep at night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> end on a note of hope yes uh, thank you so much <laughs> um all right but yeah i think we could go on forever but this was already so interesting and i'm so grateful that you yeah took the time to to share all those thoughts and be so like honest and open about it and and yeah i'm excited to to see what comes next and to visit again yeah Thank you so much, Morgan, for, for creating that space. Yeah, for doing this. Thank you so much for making it to the end. You'll find more information about my guest in the description of the episode. If you want to share your own experience or know someone who should, do reach out. I'm always looking for new stories.